Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Hoops and Cards. I'm Gary, your host. It is great to be with you today. NBA fans, basketball collectors, card collectors, that is. Maybe you collect jerseys, sneakers, autographs, posters, Wheaties boxes, Funko Pops. I don't know what you're collecting. It's none of my business, unless you want to tell me, at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. Love for you to join the Discord. Get involved in our chats every day, every few days. People chiming in with their deals, their learnings prospects they're following cards they're chasing shout out to uh brett who just scored the jordan 86 fleer rookie card in a psa 7 that is so cool guys it is uh it's great to be back with you in a season where a time where and the nba is front and center basketball march madness is behind us caitlin versus angel like let's let's uh that was that was fascinating stuff man but uh we're talking NBA today. We're talking NBA and basketball cards. In a year when a lot of people want to want to uh, trash this rookie class, I did some digging and found out that some of the some of the best rookies finally getting their chance these last six or eight weeks of the season. And uh, you know, most of them aren't going to be in the playoffs, so you're not going to hear a lot about them. Uh, most of them don't have big names that that you'd recognize, like Paolo Bancaro, obvious rookie of the year. I think so. I do. I think so. But I did some digging today, and and uh, we'll talk about rookies right now as we go into the offseason because you've got Court Kings that just dropped brand new uh, release that has some nice uh, different layers, like different level one. That's the basic rookie card of that player that they made the most of. Then there's level two and level three and level four that they made fewer and fewer and fewer of those, and they're worth a little bit more, harder to find, all that stuff. You can only buy hobby boxes of those. They have great designs. I love the the cards with their shoes on them or the acetate cards the court Kings comes out with, but prism basketball coming out here, I believe in the next couple of weeks. And I can get you some more details on that. But today, as we wind down the NBA season, we've got some guys that, that uh, they've been big names in the hobby. They've had great seasons, but they're done. They're done. Tyrese Halliburton, you're done. Some of them are guys that uh, maybe they heard this a few months ago because of an injury. Cade Cunningham, you were already done. LaMelo Ball, you've been done, you know, 33, 36 games this year. Even the most improved player in the NBA, Larry Markkanen, is done for the season. Meaning Utah ain't going to the playoffs. At least I don't think they are. Uh, we're going to talk about players to, to think about that, hey, their seasons are pretty much done. They're probably not going to the playoffs or they've been mathematically eliminated. Is there any opportunity to buy low while these guys are forgotten, while their teams are not in the playoffs, when, they, when they're not on the radar, even for the victim Wembenyama's sweepstakes, Detroit, San Antonio, Charlotte, good luck with that, Houston maybe. Uh, who are those other guys that uh, for some it might be time to sell while, while their name still matters for a few more days? That's why I would say it might be, might be, might be a good time to sell your Tyrese Halliburton's because they could be cheaper and bought back by yo you by Yogi and by you in November. <laughs> I just said Yogi. Who the heck's Yogi? Um, um, don't answer that. I, I would say some guys that right now, while well, NBA is relevant and people are thinking about it in the card space, like Tyrese Halliburton, yeah, yeah, maybe it's time to sell. Even LaMelo, even Cade, even some of the players with the Laurie Markin, and I listed my Laurie Markin in red, white, and blue PSA 10 prism that I got for like 20 bucks on ebay two months ago i listed that for sale like it's 
It's a card I might want to have long-term, but it's going to go through a down off season. Like there's that abyss in the card market coming up. And so I did a, I did my homework people, fellas, ladies and gents, you YouTube people can't see it because my camera's wigging out on me. I did a little bit of research. I did a little bit of digging and numbers crunching. And I found, you know, I found seven or eight rated rookies that are interesting to me as we head into the off season. And maybe you want to buy a rookie auto, rookie patch auto, court Kings, fresh faces, whatever cards you're looking for, prism, emergent, silver. <clears throat> what are you after? I mean, these rated rookies, Shaden Sharp, getting some playing time, scoring 19.6 a game over his last nine. It's not just that, it's his 47% field goal percentage. He's impressive, a high-flying dunker, fun to watch. Portland, you got to love him. Yeah, they they uh, basically put Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons and Jeremy Grant on early vacation. You guys go to DNP land. We're going to sit here and make sure we get those draft picks from the Josh Hart trade and all the other trades they made. So Shade and Sharp looks good. He looks good. Uh, Jaden Ivey looks good. 18.8 points a game, seven assists a game over the last 10. Oche Agbaji starting to play more, shoot more, make more shots for the Utah Jazz who are done. You are so done, Walker Kessler. Get that weak stuff out of here. We don't want people remembering that you were like massive, great defender, great rebounder, rookie with tons of potential in Utah. I mean, he could turn out to be, <laughs> don't even go there. Sorry, that Rudy Gobert trade, Minnesota. Mm. I mean, you're hoping that pays off in the next two or three weeks. Like that better. Could you imagine making that deal and then not making the playoffs? Gah. Gah. I could just freeze right there, man. I I, I like Minnesota. Um but Jaden Ivey, yeah. Pacers got some young rookies, some young pups like Andrew Nemhard and Benedict Matherin. Nemhard getting a lot more playing time with Halliburton out. 15.4 points a game, 6.4 assists per game. 50% from the field, 42 from downtown, three-point range. Yikes, that guy's playing well. Andrew Nemhard, Benedict Matherin, of course, rookie of the year, Paolo Banquero. Everybody knows that name. His cards will be overpriced. I'm not saying go into the offseason and buy some Paolos, like overpay for a guy that's on one of the worst teams in the league and is soon to be the second option on offense. Like, he is good, people. He is. But some of these guys already have high prices, like baked in the fact that they're good, the fact that they have huge potential in their careers to be superstars. The fact that Jaden Ivey and Shaden Sharp, like some of these guys are very expensive already, but Andrew Nemhard, mm, people don't know. Jalen Williams, Oklahoma city. He is one of my favorite rookies right now. And he's had a well-rounded game lately. Five and a half rebounds, 3.6 assists, 51% from the field guys. That's one of the things I look for that we should look for in Rookies, young players getting to shoot a lot. Are they making a high percentage of those shots? Because if they're not, that is that could be struggle bus and they're just volume shooters. It's good to see Jabari Smith Jr. at Houston getting that percentage up, like gradually, wait, I got to go this way, gradually incrementally going up as he gets more playing time, he gets more comfortable in the league, gets better at creating his shots, You know, knows what to anticipate from the defense, all those things. You've also got Chet Holmgren. Like, that guy's not going to be in the playoffs either. So a lot of rated rookies not having an impact in the playoffs, but names worth knowing at least. Like, don't go don't go into your, your box of cards or all your graded cards and start dumping these players. Um, these are guys with good futures. 
And these are guys that maybe if somebody else wants to dump their cards in August or, or October, I would gladly take some steals on, on Shaden Sharps, Jabari Smith Juniors, the, all the guys I mentioned, I think have decent careers in front of them. The guys with uh, more immediate upside would be the guys that do have a chance at the playoffs right now, like a Jalen Williams or like Keegan Murray. There's a dude, if you don't follow Sacramento, Keegan Murray, I think he broke the all-time record for most threes made in a rookie season. He is sitting there with uh, 194 threes and counting. Last 10 games, he's averaging 15.6 points, 50% from the field, 45% from three-point range. He's, he's good. Could that guy have a Terrence Mann breakout Playoff performance for the Kings in the next few weeks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. In fact, they're, they're kind of counting on it because De'Aaron Fox doesn't always bring the heat from three. And Keegan, yeah, it's it's a, he's a key piece of the Kings moving forward. So what we're talking about today is players as they fade into offseason, plays, players that aren't making the playoffs. Are there any guys that I think would be worth – trying to sell now while their value is still strong. I mentioned Tyrese Halliburton. I mentioned Laurie Markkinen. I don't know how much value Keldon Johnson has right now. I don't know what people think about LaMelo Ball or Cade Cunningham. If you like buying guys that continue to get injured and are on bad teams and have big names that card, you know, the hobby recognizes their, their future potential, maybe there's some upside to be made there, but I just, I wouldn't start buying them now. Like, really, I, I think you're going to see some good deals on Cade and LaMelo in October and November. And even then, those guys are a risk to me. Uh, Paolo, I mentioned, there's a couple of sleeper picks as I look at the, the playoff teams. Uh, man, I meant the non-playoff. You guys know what I meant. Kevin Porter Jr., I mean, that guy's playing well, but who cares? Does Houston matter? And did these stats in these games matter? When a guy has 21 points a game for 10 games, 4.8 assists, 4.8 rebounds, 46% from the field. I mean, yeah, he's playing well, but what, what is it going to matter in the card market? And I would say not much for a while. He was doing the same thing last season as it ended. The question is, what is Houston doing long-term with him? And how far will they go with this young core around Jabari and, Maybe Victor, maybe Kenyon Martin, Tari Eason. They've got they've got some dudes, right? Keldon Johnson playing well, but he's been there before, done this before. Jaden Hardy for the Dallas Mavericks getting in a lot of playing time. He's like this year's Jalen Brunson for them, the backup point guard that can create his own shot and making like like get this, get this into your head. 58% from three, Jaden Hardy. But the question I'm asking about a lot of these guys is, you know. Corey Kispert, 17 and a half points a game over the last 10, 50% from the field, 43% from downtown. The question legit is when it comes to their card market, if you're looking at these as uh, guys that you already enjoy and you just want to collect their cards, cool. Like I see long-term, there's some positive vibes here, some positive opportunity, but short-term, uh, I wouldn't go into these thinking you're going to profit. Guys, I, I sometimes will do an episode where we're like, here's how to still make money in the sports market. Here's something we did that worked. Or here's here's some buys. Five buys is a, well, um, some of these are like, uh, I, I wouldn't buy their cards for quite a while, like for six months. Some of it's to say, hey, um, as strong as we can feel about the potential and the the talent and the performance so far about a LaMelo Ball or Paolo, 
or Tyrese Halliburton. Their, their games aren't going to be relevant. Uh, it's As I make this recording, it's April 4th. Their games aren't going to be relevant to the card market for seven or eight or nine months. And I can't tell you when they're going to make the playoffs when their careers and their card values seem to spike. I know sometimes there's a spike around hype and these guys have been hype trained up and they've performed well. Could say the same about Zion Williamson and we will in a future episode, but then there's other teams, other players that, that they are on the bubble. And there's this man, if that guy gets into the playoffs, watch out. Or if that guy doesn't get into the playoffs, oh, watch out like sell yesterday on your Luka Doncic. If Dallas doesn't make the playoffs, sell yesterday. But there are some other players that are on the bubble that we will talk about after this break. Some players I mentioned in, in the first part of this episode where I'm like, you know what? Four of those guys I think are worth buying back into at some point in the fall, like October, November. And I think I, I would be giving you the rest of the story if I said, hey, here's here's the four guys I love as opportunities to save up some money for and buy back in. Or if you want to sell now as the season is about to end and let the card market dip into April, May, June, July, August, September, October, and then buy these guys in November. If that's how you want to play this, I, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you with these four guys. Tyrese Halliburton, Laurie Markkinen, LaMelo Ball, and Jalen Green of the Houston Rockets. Those four players, I think, have proven they can score. They can lead a team. They have bright futures ahead of them. Jalen Green's probably the biggest risk of those, but he is unstoppable as a scorer. And it's hard to put a uh, it's hard to put a price tag on that. Once they get some uh, like experience, once they get some coaching, once they find out who this draft pick is for Houston, like I think there's so much talent there. But Jalen Green is the scorer uh, among them. Laurie Markkinen is another dude that like. This isn't just a one-hit wonder, a most improved award, and then he's going to like ride off into the sunset. He's still very young. He's a rookie from 2017. His cards are extremely affordable, not overprinted or overgraded. So Laurie Markkinen, I like a lot. And then I also, LaMelo, because his name has been so big and because his game has proven to be NBA dominant when he's in there, he does all the things. You give him another offensive weapon in this year's draft. Maybe you give him Miles Bridges. Maybe uh, all those other guys can settle back into their roles. You know, P.J. Washington, Terry Rozier, Kelly Oubre Jr., uh, all those guys. They're good. They're good supporting cast for somebody like LaMelo Ball and Victor Wembanyama. So let's do this. LaMelo Ball and then Tyrese Halliburton, who just might be the best player we've talked about today. Uh, very, very uh, complete, mature, solid uh Sky's the limit for Tyrese Halliburton. But there's four players 
that are on bubble teams that I, that I think are worth some conversation because what goes up must come down. And sometimes what goes down must come up. Like eventually there's going to be a rebound to some of what these players have uh, experienced. So those four players that are still on bubble teams, I'm just going to go through the whole list of bubble players that I did a little bit of research on. And uh, maybe I'll say some more at, at another time, but Shea Gildress, Alexander, Josh Giddy, Jalen Williams, Patrick Williams of the bulls, who seems like just is frustrating. I don't think he'll ever be what we hoped he would be. Um, Kobe White as well. Scotty Barnes of Toronto, OG Ananobi, Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, Onyeka Okongwu started to turn it up lately in the scoring and rebounding world. And Luka Doncic. I could say Kyrie here, but I think he gets enough press. So, let me start with Luka Doncic. If that team doesn't make the playoffs, ouch. Ouch. Weren't they in the Western Conference Finals not that long ago? Ouch. You let Brunson walk for nothing. You trade away Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith and Kristaps Porzingis. Like they, they've, they've let a lot of other pieces leave. And what do they have to show for it? We're looking at starting lineups with Josh Green. Man, he's got potential. Like, I'm not I'm not knocking these guys. Jaden Hardy, Josh Green, Dwight Powell. We signed Christian Wood, and then we don't. We never start him. Jason Kidd's not that great of a coach in his second year with the team, starting to lose his voice. I don't mean like, I can't see. I just mean he's like, he's losing the, 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 the team. And... You add Kyrie to the mix, and no, Kyrie hasn't. They they were already struggling before they added Kyrie. But are they going to keep Kyrie? First of all, like like might 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 make the playoffs, but probably not right now. And that's, guys, I'm not a, a Dallas fan. I've loved parts of or times when they had Dirk, and they were so fun to watch. And Mark Cuban's a fun owner to follow, and Luca's incredible. Some of these big game moments in his card market. Man, it was already uh, incredible. Hit the mountaintop two years ago, and now it's deep down in the valley, and now it's about to go underwater. Like, this guy doesn't make the playoffs? Like, I'm really talking about DeMantis Sabonis in the playoffs, but no Luka Doncic. We're going to talk about Shea Gilgis-Alexander in the playoffs already, but not Luka Doncic? And maybe not Trey Young? I just think... Uh, this is a this is a crossroads for Luca's career, and as an investor, I'm not here for it. As an NBA fan, I believe in him long term, but um, what more is this guy going to accomplish without a team around him? What good was Jordan without Pippen? I, you know how many how many championships did Michael Jordan win without Scottie Pippen and Phil Jackson? Zero. How many chips did Kobe Bryant win without Shaq or Steph Curry win without Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr, or Kevin Durant? How many, like we need teams guys. We, we need support. We I thought like, I'm like me and Luca and Dwayne Wade. We all need to, like, no, we, we know that teams win. It's a team sport and they haven't put a team around Luca. I'm not even sure they've coached him well yet. In his years in the league, I mean, he, yeah, he was already advanced and is uber talented, like super player, one of the top five or eight players on the planet. 
right? So don't hear me saying anything negative about the guy, except he's going to be golfing in two weeks. And that's, that's a shock. Now, what that could say is, okay, yeah, the things you just said about LaMelo and Halliburton, maybe there's a buying opportunity for Luca in six months. I'd say absolutely, because there'll be excitement coming into next season. Whatever Dallas does, it'll be Luca, and he's one of the NBA most valuable player favorites going into the year, like Luca, yay. And um, it's turning out to be like, wait, dude, you're not in the playoffs? And there are other guys that are scoring 30 a night. I don't know if you've noticed, but like, it seems like everybody's scoring 30 a night. How is Jalen Brunson <laughs> leading a team into the five seed in the East, leading a team that looks scary, and he looks like he could get 40 anytime he wants to, and Luca's staying home? I just, that's not good. That's not good. Maybe Luca isn't who we thought he was. Maybe the Mavericks will never be what Luca needed them to be. Why are we all rooting for Luca in the first place? Because there was hype three years ago. And maybe we maybe we do need to recognize the value of hype as a guy comes into the league. Yeah, 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 yeah. But now that we have a few years looking at that rookie class, uh, we're a few years down the road. Who looks better right now? Shea Gilgis Alexander or Trey Young? Luka Doncic or... Well, I already said Shea Gilgis-Alexander, so Mikel Bridges. Oh, man. That's just, it's just a problem. If, if you were all in on Luka, and, and we can look back and say, man, card-wise and potential-wise and performance-wise, incredible. But guys, uh, he's already been there. Sometimes cards, the values of cards don't go up unless that player is doing something new, some new achievement, some new accolades, some new playoff series wins, something new happening to his team. You know, at some point, a guy like Luca has to look around him and say, am I the next Damian Lillard? Am I the next Chris Paul? A guy whose teams show up in the playoffs every once in a while and make a run, but we never did anything. Am I... Carmelo Anthony, guys, I understand that Luke is well-rounded and a triple-double threat every night. Uh, I'm just wondering, is he going to win championships? Because here we are in year four, what is it, year five, and they're not making the playoffs. That's just a concern. I would not, I would not buy Luca right now. I would consider it in November, but uh, we're going to be talking a lot about Luca this offseason. Another guy still on the bubble that I'm like, man, the excitement, the talent, the upside, the card market for Anthony Edwards has been hot all year. And Minnesota might not make the playoffs, but they added Rudy Gobert, but they added Mike Conley, but they, but, but, but they're not going to make the playoffs. Now, I didn't buy in a lot of Luca cards, but I, do, I am looking over there at some Anthony Edwards cards. I'm like, oh, man. That's a concern. Maybe that's a sell now on Anthony Edwards and Luka Doncic and buy back in November. Now, uh, another player that I think has been at the top of card collector and investor lists for two years, and I'm not sure I ever got it. But here I am saying once again, Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes. That like Scotty Barnes in the last 10 games 
for the Toronto Raptors, who they've they've had a you know decent few weeks. They might make the playoffs. It looks like it. Play in at least. They have a chance. But but Scotty Barnes has been such a big name, big hype. Oh, got to get the Scotty Barnes graded PSA ten. Scotty Barnes, like, bro, just <laughs> he's the fifth fifth option on Toronto's offense. The last ten games, he's the fifth leading scorer on the team. Do you know how many starters an NBA team gets? Five. So Scotty Barnes has one game with 29 points and everybody has a party. Like, wait a minute. It's, it's the fifth leading scorer. How many, how, here's another trivia question for you. In the last nine games, how many three pointers is the league? That's like three point heaven. Like everybody loves three pointers. That, that just fills up the box score. It's on sports. Like it's a big deal. That's the big moment that people flex about. It's making the big three. How many three pointers has Scotty Barnes made? In his last nine games, one. One three-pointer, Scotty Barnes. Um, I don't get any pleasure out of saying it, but, but I also look at the card market and the hype and where things have been, and I like going, I'm glad I was never on that train. I'm not sure why anybody would still be on that train. Is Scotty a good player? Yeah, yeah. But who's to say he's not the next Michael Kidd Gilchrist? Who's to say Scotty Barnes isn't the next uh, Tyreek Evans or Brandon Roy or I don't know. Those guys were actually good scorers. I, I don't know. Like part of it's Toronto, right? Part of it's Toronto. They've got Siakam. They've got Van Vliet. They've got OG Ananobi who some of these guys, if they were the, the one or two option on an offense, they could just explode. And Scotty Barnes, man, he's got to be looking at, at some of these nights Shaden Sharp is putting up going, I could do that. I could go start for Portland against t- teams that aren't good and games that don't matter. And I could put up 30 a night. Well, Scotty, like I have these conversations. I just, I, I would not buy or forecast or get excited about any Toronto Raptor cards, let alone the fifth, scorer so i'm just saying this as a word of caution some dealers some card collectors some people still think scotty barnes is a big deal or he's a thing and uh, if you're a raptors fan like that's that's another that's one thing like if you love him and you you said look at look at we did the other night like enjoy the game guys but don't don't tell me his cards are going to go up especially if toronto misses the playoffs yeah yeah no but i do need to get to one guy who i think has actually there's two guys one guy who I think has enormous upside in this offseason. And he's already had a year of upside. He's already going to be first or second team All-NBA. He's already taken his game to just crazy good heights on a team that is letting him soar. And that's Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Friends, if Shea Gilgis-Alexander gets into the first round in a playoff series against a team like Denver or like Phoenix... Or like um, Sacramento, oh my word. Like, tell me Shea Gilgis-Alexander is not going to average 40 against one of those teams. And his card market, mm, he's going to separate a bit. I'm saying if that guy gets into a series where it's like, go go be Michael Jordan, go be LeBron James, go be Kobe Bryant, go be Shea Gilgis-Alexander, that's who you are. And he has been, and he's finally getting to do that. Here's why I'm saying this. Over his last eight games, Shea Gildress-Alexander is averaging 33.2 points 
This is a team trying to make the playoffs in games that matter, beating teams that they shouldn't beat like Phoenix a couple weeks ago. 4.2 assists, 4.8 rebounds, 52% from the field, 90% from the line. Boom. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I wouldn't buy his cards right now at all. I'm not. I would say, man, I really hope there's another buying opportunity in November or October. Um, you might buy if you believe everything I just said that Oklahoma City is going to get in. And I'm not saying they're going to win a playoff series. I'm saying he's going to have the kind of playoff series that we'll be telling our grandkids about. I don't know if you have grandkids yet. You probably don't because you're listening to a podcast. You're watching a YouTube channel. But if you do have grandkids and you're watching all this stuff, kudos. I have a white goatee. What are you going to do about it? Uh, Shea Gillis Alexander is an awesome player. That's all I got for today, you guys. Uh, next episode, we're going to talk about teams that actually are for sure going to be in the playoffs and the differences they can make in their card markets moving forward, not just for the next two weeks or four weeks, but for the next 10 years, there's some big implications. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Hoops and Cards. Hey, today's episode went a little bit longer, but it's because I love you and want to add value to your life as a card collector and investor. Please give me a shout out on Instagram or email me Gary at hoopsandcards.com. Let us know where you're listening from at Hoops and Cards on Instagram. Uh, excited for these next few weeks, you guys. Can't wait to get to this next episode about players we actually are going to see step up and drain some threes. Peace. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. Well, see you later.